0: Once again, that's Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. This is an exciting interview coming up because we have had an exciting new year. The stock market has jumped high, and guess what else is going on? Well, we had Iran shooting missiles toward American bases at American bases in Iraq, and the. Is it on the verge of World War III? What can America do with Iran? And I got a solution. I said when you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, you hear things here you won't hear anywhere else. And today's interview with author Bill Gnasty. He's just written a book called Game Changer. President Trump has a copy. He's thanked uh, Bill for that copy. And Bill meets with Trump on a regular basis. So this is something that you're going to hear that you don't hear on the mainstream media or the conservative media or any media. But you hear it right here on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. Listen to how Iran can be stopped and all the pressure that it's putting on of terrorists across the Middle East and even other places in the world. Guess what? There is an author called Bill Gunasti. He's going to talk to us right now, and he's going to explain to us some things that I've never heard. And we're going to get a picture of what Turkey is. Can Turkey play a turnkey role in the future of making sure Iran stays in its place? Take a listen. Bill Gunasti, right here title of the book is Game Changer. Just a, a brief couple of sentences. Tell me what that is about.
1: Game Changer is uh, who, to bring uh, our president, President Trump, together with Turkey, President of Turkey, Erdogan. And they are two different personalities, uh, but uh, they, they have a, a big role to play uh, because of who they are and where they are. U.S. is the sole superpower. So Erdogan is the, the leader of a country that is has a staunch ally of U.S. for a long time. So I thought they have to come together in order to resolve lots of problems that the world is facing today, especially all the globalists that we had who caused us all these problems the past 24 years. It cannot be corrected. Well, and you, Trump needs help, and so one of the help would come from a country like Turkey, coming working with U.S.
0: Well, that's fascinating. The whole uh, book, uh, the the what what you're talking about. But let's get a. I want my audience to understand a big picture where Turkey is. Uh, that's and I don't know if you got this in your book or not. Of course, I haven't seen it yet, but. In the big picture, let's go back a hundred—you know, a hundred years ago, end of World War One. There was so much the the Ottoman Empire sort of fell apart, and then the Middle East was drawn up by French and British bureaucrats in a lot of in a lot of cases. But tell me, exactly. in the, and and going back three or four hundred years, of course, uh, what is today Turkey was probably a, a dominant player in the Ottoman Empire. Is that correct?
1: Correct. All those things that you mentioned is mentioned in the book briefly uh, to the degree so that it is divided not only the old history but also current, what's happening in projections where uh, it goes uh, in terms of relationships. So from that perspective, yes, it is based on, uh, on, uh, on Ottomans on the 300 years, 100 years of how the U.S. took over the reign, from the Europeans, mainly from the British, and, uh, you know, ruled the world, in a sense, uh, as the most powerful nation in the 20th century. Right. Uh, So we came to the 21st century, uh, and we ended up with three amigos, I call it, Clinton, Bush, and uh, Obama. Okay, I I like that, the three amigos.
0: (laughs) I hadn't hadn't heard it like that, but it's it's true, the three amigos, they just... uh, Shot from the hip and, and made a mess. And, and so, uh, Donald Trump is coming to the picture unexpectedly. None of the elitists, none of the, the quote, globalist, uh, had, they, they just couldn't believe Donald Trump got elected. And when he did, they've done everything in the power, just like they are now. I have impeached him, trying to get him out of office and hopefully they won't be successful. Don't think they will, but they didn't expect Donald Trump. To be put into the position of leader of the free world, what is his relationship with Erdogan now? The the most the latest thing we know, of course, is when he got out of Syria, got most troops out of Syria, and let Erdogan bring in Turkish troops, and and a lot of the Kurds got pushed back, and he got a lot of complaints about that. But now that that's what's staying in everybody's mind, which is really, I guess, a small part. Where, where do you see the um, potential of what Trump and Erdogan can do?
1: Well, you have to understand one thing. There's so much disinformation in America now, and it, this disinformation came with these globalists since uh-huh. 1991 with the disintegration of Soviet Union. Okay. You know, they lost the empires. Uh, They moved in with their, whatever you call it, with your cells and everything else. All that mechanism that was under the Soviets came to America. Mm -hmm. And they re-educated everybody. That's how I uh, simplified. Now, what happens with Erdogan is uh, what President Trump has to do, needs to do, and will do, and is doing, and very effectively, is to talk, to the worthwhile leaders of other countries, whether this is China, Russia, or Japan, or Turkey, he talks to them. So long as our president talks to them, he talks from the point of strength, because we are still the most powerful country in the world by far. And with this power, we can negotiate anything uh, for our own benefits and for the benefit of the whole planet, which we are a benevolent superpower. Uh, The world is thankful of that, uh, conscious of that, lots of people. Now, on the other hand, there are Europeans, European Union, our Western Alliance partners of the whole past century, Mm -hmm. but they are useless right now to us. So we don't have to spend too much time with them. We cannot sell any more than what we are selling, and they are selling to us more than uh, what they are supposed to be selling. They are still eating from us, from the mothership. And so the point is, President Trump has to talk to Russia, has to talk to Turkey, has to talk to other rising nations with big populations where we can sell more free and fair, fair trade. That's what we call it. Mm-hmm. And Erdogan calls it win-win trade. So they agree, two of them. and They agree on many things. And they are talking. They talk in Buenos Aires on the G20 meeting. And they right. talk in Osaka in the second G20 meeting. And they achieve so much. There are always tensions between countries, between big powers. Turkey is a rising regional economic military power, and uh, U.S. is the superpower. So there will always be tensions, but they are also allies for a long time. Don't forget, I write all these things in the book, the role of Turkey. Turkey plays a balance of power in the Middle East and in Europe, and U.S. benefits from these two balance of powers. Otherwise, you will have a soft belly in the Middle East, soft belly in Europe. And when you have two soft bellies as a a superpower that we are, how can we negotiate with the rising powers of China and India? They will always come and exploit these soft bellies. So the point is what Europe is doing, European Union doing, going behind us with John Kerry's, Obama's and all these nonsense behind our back and helping Iran acquire try to acquire nuclear weapons it's they're creating a soft belly in the middle east more so than there is there so what trump is doing he's talking to erdogan trying to get rid of that soft belly without firing one bullet but if the iran crosses the threshold like this of course he's going to punish it to bring them back to line which was what he did
0: there's nothing uh, else to do okay but uh, that's you've set up exactly the question I wanted to, our listeners to uh, get into because number one, I start out you know the overall picture about the the Ottoman Empire, others just just because Americans forget about that. they don't look at the long sense of history the the part now of course of what has happened with Iran this past week Erdogan, where does he fit into that in the regional power if Erdogan gains power and Turkey gains power would does iran this diminish its power? Does Turkey and Iran work together, or would that soft underbelly you talked about if it's if if turkey if Erdogan is able to gain more power, would that diminish the power of iran
1: look in in middle East in the Middle East there is a balance of power there there was a balance of power in the twentieth century, mm-hmm. and we America we went in there messed it up.
0: That, that's you talking, about when, Saddam, Saddam. You're talking about when we took power out Saddam, you talking about when we took out between
1: Hussein. Iran and Arabs and Turkey. Now, the balance of power between Iran and Turkey was established in 1514 when they had the last war between two countries and they they, they said, "Okay, we're not going to fight anymore and we are going to have this border and we are not going to like each other on many things." but we're going to live with each other. So okay. that's what, what has been happening. Now, when you give Iran a nuclear means tomorrow, Turkey is going to go acquire the nuclear means yesterday, mm. and Saudi Arabia is going to acquire it for the sake of the Arabs tomorrow. So what did you do? You just created three nuclear powers. When there there was no need to create any of them in the Middle East. And what happens with that to Israel now? You, you might as well take all the Israelis to America because they are not going to survive that mm-hmm. when there's three other nuclear powers, whether they are fighting each other or creating new balance of power between themselves, but with nuclear weapons now. So the point is, that's where Turkey is. Turkey is a Western alliance partner and staunch ally of the U.S., no matter whether there is Erdogan or whoever comes and goes. Because Turkey hasn't, like you said, it you bring you, you you began with it. The Turkey comes from the Ottomans. Ottomans comes from the Seljuks. Seljuks comes from the Huns. This is a two thousand years of state system. They don't change their color every day. They are a warrior nation, and they are there to fight. They went to Korea in fifty three, and seven hundred seventeen of them died to
0: save america now let me jump in right here and just uh say i didn't realize the uh turks had fought with the americans in the korean war and so i'm glad you brought that out i think many of our audience probably didn't know that either but let me stop and remind everybody you are listening to doc Holiday's rock splitting politics right here on web talk net. glad you're listening and i hope we got a A lot of new listeners are coming in each week, and this is such an interesting interview. We have got to hear what Bill has to say. We are talking with Bill Gnasty, and he's got a new book called Game Changer. You can order it at Amazon. It's going to be out very, very soon. President Trump has a copy. You need a copy And just remember to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. Tell your friends and neighbors. Link to the show. We're growing because of people like you. Now, let's get back to our interview with Bill And
1: Somebody who goes out and puts their lives in front of Americans to save American soldiers' lives. And that's how this relationship started in 1953 between two countries. And they are talking about... Whatever nonsense is being talked, this information is being put, is to put a wedge between Turkey and America. There is no difference between America and Turkey. They have a one common goal, and they can do together everything, stabilize everything Middle East, whether Iran, whether it is Russia, whether any other interference that may come tomorrow from China and India, because they are becoming a, economic superpowers. They can fend off all these things in the Middle East, and there can be stability there. Only the, if these two countries work together, and they have the resources, capability, and political will on both ends. They are both nationalistic presidents. you, you talk about
0: what, what two countries now? Make sure I understand what two countries you're talking about. Turkey working.
1: and America. Yeah. Turkey yeah. and America. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what I wrote the book about. I said, look right. at the history of Turkey. Look at the resources of Turkey today, where Turkey is. Nobody knows about it. Nobody wants to know about it. There is nothing to be afraid. We, are, we don't live Middle Ages, in the Middle Ages anymore. We live in the 21st century. It's not even the 20th century anymore. Some people in the globalist element are still thinking 19th century, like the Wilsonians. Uh, let's try the Kurdish nation. Well, you should have created the Kurdish nation at the beginning of the 20th century, yeah. not at the end of the 20th century, we the world created 100 new nations in the 20th century. Why they didn't create this uh, Kurdish nation? Why did they play? Why are they still playing with the emotions of a Kurdish nation? And uh, one last thing about Uh the issue: You, you cannot call U.S. soldiers deployed anywhere on Earth like Syria and associate them with a Kurdish militia that has killed. There are, they kill people they ethnically cleanse people these Kurds and they are the ones who are sitting next to us soldiers when they are deployed in Syria and Iraq this is not acceptable this is a disinformation this is this information has to be given to american people american people makes the right decision for itself and a, a us soldier cannot be associated with somebody who cleans its own person, its own brethren, three hundred and fifty thousand of them today live in the uh, refugee camps in Turkey alone. Why are they living there? They are afraid of their own kind Kurds with arms who think cleans them from their villages uh, and they are they are sticking with the Turks. So that's what President Trump and President Erdogan talked in Buenos Aires. That's why. On the 18th December in 2018, after the Thanksgiving, I I know these things because I yeah. was with the president. It, he called, not I wasn't there during the call, but he called Erdogan finally after the Buenos Aires thing, uh, IRS, uh, meeting. And he said, all right, I got it. I understand everything. Everything I'm just telling you now uh-huh. in the book, And they talk to one another. And President Trump said, I'm pulling the troops out of Syria. So it came like a surprise to everybody in America, including Secretary of State Pompeo and everybody. But it doesn't matter. The point is that President Trump got his information, got his information right. He made the informa- decision right there and then. A year later, he pulled the troops out. That's how he produces for America, President Trump. But well, he, now,
0: Bill, when, yes. when, let me, because uh, I, I had this question I was going to bring up about the Kurds. And, and again, for our listeners, they may not understand, because a lot, you got to admit, a lot of Americans, like you said, there's a lot of dis, disinformation, and and they just have not studied this. And even with the Iraq War, the the, the Kurds are basically a people group that's in uh, Turkey, Iraq, and Iran. Is that correct?
1: Iraq, Iran, Syria, and little Armenia. They're about yeah. 20, 25 million people.
0: And as much as some people say they need Kurdistan and the independent, there's really no way, because, like I said, what if, if they were going to make a country, they should have done it in the 20th century and now well, so you have
1: to ask that to Brits. they divided the region there mm-hmm. into countries you know between Turkey, Iraq, and Syria. They divided they carved out Ottoman Empire in such a way that Kurds yeah, poor Kurds were left in four different places. It, this is how the Brits, British did this.
0: And and, why and, did
1: they do this? With the with French, they did it. Well, Somebody so, has to go ask the question to them yeah. and before anything else.
0: And, and I know there were people even talked about during, uh, you know, after the United States had gone into and occupied Iraq and, and got rid of Saddam Hussein. They had people go, why don't we have a Kurdistan then? And of course, they, in, if they were ever going to have a chance to make one, maybe that could have been it. But it's, it hasn't now, but now, the, of course, I know Erdogan and Turkey, of course, as far as I understand, they don't want anything of Kurdish independence. Is that correct?
1: Of course not. There can never be Kurdistan in that region unless there is Third World War and the borders are redrawn and Turkey takes over, all that area still doesn't permit any of such thing. Mm-hmm. It, you know, right now, What was imposed on Turkey since the dismemberment of the Ottoman Empire is the best thing that the 19th century politics can get. Mm. And after one century, uh, there cannot be any more. I mean, look, the last country that was registered to UN, I don't remember right now, some little islands in the Pacific or someplace, there were little three islands. They became the 91, 92, 93rd countries registered to UN mm-hmm. and uh, that was in the 1990s or something since then the point is that nobody is in the business of creating new nation-states anymore in uh, somebody who is trying to build a could trying to make a coup d'etat uh, or revolution or build a nation-state like we tried to do with Iraq mm-hmm. whose idea was this in 2003 to go Iraq where did this idea come from it's a globalist idea uh, it was imposed on America, and we were suckered in a sense. We ended up wasting fourteen trillion dollars.
0: Yeah, and that's seven
1: trillion dollars, fourteen years.
0: And Bill, that's why I won't tell our listeners about your book, and I, I'm looking forward to reading it too when it comes out because you're getting some information that a lot of Americans don't hear because of the globalist, because of what's been pushed out there. And and the thing that I want to ask you, where we are right now in twenty twenty, we are here in twenty twenty. Donald Trump is president of the United States. He has shown an ability and a willingness to talk to Erdogan, the uh, head of Turkey, and 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 you're the first person I've talked to that really has knows what's going on right here. And one question I want to ask you, Donald Trump, President Trump said, you know, after the uh, uh, Iran uh, missiles. Uh, sent in and came and said I will never allow uh, Iran to have a nuclear weapon as long as I'm president now can President Trump work with Erdogan out in public a duel, and Erdogan say I will back you that Iran will never get a nuclear weapon that's what you talked about a while ago that they don't need to get one or then Turkey will get one and the Saudis will get one so would Erdogan work with President Trump to say out loud that Iran, we will never allow you together, Turkey and the United States will never allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon? Is that a possibility?
1: Uh, I, uh, let me tell you this. Based on what I know, because I am I see pre- our president often, I'm lucky in that uh-huh. respect. Yeah. Um, he knows about book my book. He took my book. He came back to me about my book. You know, these are, I don't have to go to details of my relationship with him, but you, you, you know that I know what he's doing, what he will do. And that, that's why I'm asking you this question. Based <laughs> on that, I can tell you for sure, I predicted many things. You know, I predicted Syria pull out. I mm-hmm. predicted the Iran de escalation and everything is in the book, uh, long before that these things happened. But I can tell you that based on their relationship, which is not very public, and those two leaders are talking to each other, Erdogan and Trump, mm-hmm. and they they are not going to divulge it. They had already discussed these things, and they already came to a conclusion that, from President Trump's perspective, Turkey knows this very well, we, working with Turkey, uh, Iran will never become a nuclear state, and that's the only way that, Iran can be prevented becoming a nuclear state otherwise Iran is going to become a nuclear state and the other alternative if US were to work with Russia Iran will not become a nuclear state so whether you can trust or build the relationship that was broken down so far uh, with Russia to have that influence over Iran to stop Iran becoming nuclear is less likely compared to what can be achieved long-term staunch ally Turkey and put the right pressure on Iran. Pressure means negotiation. That's what President Trump is saying in between lines, and no one is paying attention. Every time he says, I'm going to bomb Iran, if Iran crosses the line, everybody gets scared. Well, that's a negotiation. And the other thing he says, I want to do business with Iran. What does that mean? That tells me that Erdogan and Trump has have already talked about this thing, and Iran also knows this. But this this thing is going to play out this to, 2020 election season because of our mockery in this country, the mess that we are in. Mm-hmm. We are like a third world country right now in domestic politics. So after 2020, when President Trump is reelected, watch this well, yeah. nuclear crisis is going to.
0: Evaporate well, in now, a second. And like they all, what what I wanted to ask you because you just said you know the uh, United States has a choice that to, to keep Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, they can either you know build up their broken relationship with Russia, or they can choose Turkey. Now, how will Turkey help America keep? I ask you, you know, if they could do it publicly, and and obviously Erdogan probably can't do it publicly. But how can Turkey help? keep iran from getting a nuclear weapon
1: well i i mentioned the border between iran and uh, turkey that was drawn in 1514 nobody crossed that line okay so there is a balance of power between two countries now iran today sells oil and gas to europe Uh, now four countries have supply europe with gas and oil, Azerbaijan, Iran, and Russia, and uh, also Iraq coming from that area. That, they have only one way out to Europe to sell gas, right? Uh-huh. That's okay. Turkey. So Turkey has a leverage on Iran. Tomorrow, uh, Turkey working in full agreement with America. Don't forget, there are so many Republican senators who are not helping President Trump right now, for President Trump to have the right relationship with Turkey. Turkey today works in full confidence with America. Tomorrow cuts off everything, all the trains, all the roads, all the oil that's going from Iran to West. Then Iran has to make a deal with Turkey. Turkey has so much leverage over Iran, just economically like that. We are not talking military bases. We are not talking other elements that uh, Turkey can uh, apply as a pressure over Iran. Don't forget, Central Asian republics are all Turks. They are in cohesion with Turkey. Uh, They are, nobody is the friends of uh, Iran. So, uh, and Turkey has uh, so much relationship right now with Russia that Iran, all three borders of Iran, are surrounded by Turkic elements, Turkic leverage, uh, okay, Bill, more so than American leverage. Uh, yeah. So there is so much pressure that Turkey can apply today.
0: Okay, to Bill, you're, you're you're telling me something to say. I wasn't sure. If you said something that, and I know my listeners, most of them probably don't know. Some of them are real smart, and they know a lot more than I do. But you said that uh, uh, most of the Central Asian republics are Turks. So, of course. So, I mean, you know, when I think of Turkey, I think Turks are in Turkey. But Turks no. are outside of Turkey, is what you're saying. And, and I didn't know how much influence that is, but you're saying that is a greater influence working the Turks, working with Turkey, more so than working with Iran.
1: Turks are consist of uh, about 150 million people in the world. Okay. 70, 70 million lives in Turkey, the other 70 million lives in this turkic republics there is six turkic republics like turkish that come from the same origin and they are in in unusian since the disintegration this, this of the soviet union they became free and they are working together economically militarily uh, uh, on, on many areas they are developing together they are also are uh, working against china they are they are like a like a leverage against china on behalf of america that's another issue they are uh, also don't forget these these turks are all surrounding iran so in other words iran is not a, a for for turkey that's why there is that border i bring it back to that border why yeah. would the uh, two powers set up a border and keep it for 500 years, no one violates it. Because there is an understanding that if you take a nuclear weapon, I'll take a nuclear weapon. Then what is the value of your nuclear weapon? Nothing. And then I can cut you off your ties to the Europe where you make most of your money from through pipelines and everything else. Forget about the Central Asian Turks, uh, that leverage. I don't. Turkey doesn't need that leverage to impose on Iran to get something out that America cannot get it out unless it invades, even if it invades Iran, Iran, America cannot get it out, what Turkey can get it out from Iran so easily. So that's why the Russia, Russia, Putin, right? right. Why Russia is the best friend of Turkey today? Because Russia is selling supplying thirty percent of the Euro, Europe's energy need through two Turkish pipelines two pipelines that's going over Turkey. They opened the other one yesterday, and that's providing all the Balkans, Italy, Greece, everybody, This 30% of their energy is coming from Russia, Siberia, via Turkey. Do you see the leverage that Turkey has over Russia?
0: Absolutely. Together with Between Russia
1: that- and Turkey, they have tremendous pressure on Iran. They can cut it off in one second. Iran is going to come into line and so the point is this is this is what my book is about my book is about balance of power that exists today between european union russia and turkey and that's the balance of power that the u.s needs to have
0: well Justin bill has given us some great solutions and some ideas to see how iran can be contained here in the 21st century Guess what? We're running out of time. So thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And guess what? We will play part two of this interview on next week's show. And you will not want to miss that because there's more solutions and more uh, from Bill Ganosti's new book, Game Changer. You can get it on Amazon, and we'll put a link to it right on our on the front page of our website on webtalkradio.net. Go there, order the book. It's not out, but it's almost ready to come out. So President Trump already has a copy of it. You need to get a copy too and listen to next week's part two of this fascinating interview about Turkey and how it could be a key to the future of peace and prosperity in the Middle East. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit docholiday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.